Welcome to Resonant Beats, where we are a actual play RPG podcast using the interstitial playbook created by Riley Hopkins and the Got It Memorized crew. I am Dre, your GM. Then we have Zach. Hi. The shit could say fucking way more than that. Then we have Shang. Yo, what up? You're homeboy. I like Shang. Uh, <laughs> Favoritism. <laughs> then we have Gabby. Hi, everybody. See, I expect that to be how good that goes every fucking time. So, <laughs> like, <we're, laughs> I'm going to let that rock. If you guys talk over me, I'm just going to talk shit about you and then keep going. Uh, oh, <laughs> bring right? it. Bring I it. I am okay with that. <laughs> so, now we can start this shit, finally. Uh, I'm okay with being the punching bag. Where we start out is. Zach, your character. Your character is Leo. Had to remember that because I fucking forgot your name compared to your character name. But um, so, Leo, you're at school, basically doing typical school shit. You're it's like an after school thing. You're just kind of touching up on homework, whatever. And all of a sudden, you have your morpher that goes off. Which your morpher is? It goes as like a calm for talking to the rest of the rangers. And morphing. So your morpher goes off and you have that like just a ding sound, like a ding 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 ding, something like that, you know? Alright. Which that tells you that something's happening, that you need to get back to the base that you're at, which there's a little base that you and the other rangers go to to talk to Zordon and figure out what's going on with things. So at this point, you're in the class. You have a few people around you who are kind of just touching up on schoolwork at, like before they leave. Uh, what do you want to do? This is in the middle of uh, the day, right? Yeah, this is like, no, no, this is at the end of the school day. Like you actually got through a day where there was no alerts or anything during school, surprisingly. Uh, another thing, too, that I forgot to bring up. Explain to us how your character looks and what they're wearing, shit like that. And full name if you want to get full name and all that. So my name is Leo Jackson. I'm uh, average height, five foot eleven. It's not at okay. No, that's average. <laughs> no, what's not? <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Well, I'm gonna look this shit up. Give me a minute. You fucking pissed me off already. Ooh. <laughs> Zach, see what you Ooh. did. Ooh. I live and breathe to piss him off. Average height. Five foot seven. Yeah, I told you. I fucking told you. It's not fucking average. <laughs> uh-huh. Just because it's taller than you doesn't mean it's fucking average. Uh, I got him, boys. 
Alright, you want to go back to explain your character now? I'm back. It is the oh. average in Austria. Okay. Well, Austrians are fucking gargantuan. Well, he I got something right for once. Damn. <laughs> Alright, Zach, go back to your shit. 5'11. Kind of a obviously tall, bulky build. Like a gym kind of guy. With a short buzz cut like he's about ready to go into the military. Green eyes. Long sleeve black shirt with jeans on. Okay. And then I have my morpher hidden underneath my sleeve. How old is he? Uh, this is high school, so I want to say senior year 17. Okay. Ah, that works. That and then, tracks with the, with the show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so just, like I said, hmm? what do you, you want to do now? I'm going to walk to the bathroom, go into the stall, and teleport to the base. Okay. Um, so, a thing you notice is that you usually, when you have to teleport in or anything like that, usually some of the rest of the group are around you, like, and they notice too, and they end up teleporting out with you, like they follow you or something, because they pretty much go to the same spots you do because it's just like a routine at this point but this time you don't notice them following you or anything like that or even in the same places or anything so i just wanted to bring that up before i do my teleport can i do a deep dive around the school real quick or around like the hallway that i'm near yeah go for it so roll with heart so 2d6 right yep 2d6 and roll with heart so I rolled a six, and then my heart is a plus one. Okay, so you barely got it. No, my heart's have... a zero. My heart's a zero. Hold oh, on. Because oh. so I switched it. Is <laughs> he nothing? Uh, no, no, no. So I get to tell you something you wish that wasn't true. I'm trying to think, what could this be? When you think about it a little bit more, the rest of the Rangers, you haven't seen them all day, actually when you start like start to think about it like you didn't notice it because you were stuck in class and you were stuck just doing a shit ton of work because you keep having to disappear to go and deal with monsters and stuff like that that you just didn't notice that the other rangers weren't around you just got too deep into homework that you had missed and stuff so now that's weighing on you too about not seeing them here pretty suspicious so can I call Zordon on my communicator to ask him if everyone's at the base? Yeah, go for it. All right, so I got to... Yeah, just, you know, you could just pull it out and just try to do it. It's cool. Come in, Zordon. You get static back. Try again, number two. Come in, Zordon. You get static back, but then you hear a voice go... Ranger, and then it just like cuts out and more static again. Huh. I want to try and call the Red Ranger. Okay. Come in, Jason. You just get static again. Just gonna teleport to the base. This is a very strange feeling. Mm. So you teleport into the command center, and you notice that the command center is just wrecked. It's just destroyed, like. There's computers and things that are just destroyed. The tube that usually has Zordon in it is destroyed. You don't really notice Alpha anywhere near. 
but you could assume that he's just as destroyed as everything else. And in the center of the command center, just in front of Zordon's tube, there's the four rangers laying down on the floor. Who's the closest one to me? Hey, let's say Jason. I'm going to run to Jason and try to hold him up and ask him some questions to check if he's okay. Okay, so when you grab him and hold him up, are you going to, like, check his body or anything? Check his pulse. Uh, so there's a very, very faint pulse. I'm going to yell to him. Oh, go on. You, I was going to say, but, like, you can tell, like, it's just very faint. Like, it's pretty much like he's almost dead type of thing. But, you, like you said, you're just going to yell at him? I'm going to call out to him in a very loud voice. Okay, you could do it. <laughs> also, Jason. Other thing. If oh. you want to have a character voice, this is when you choose it. <laughs> this is when I choose it? Yeah, this is when you should oh, be man. choosing it. This is the fucking test run, dude. Right. Fuck, I don't know how to do another voice, because it's just going to sound horrible. Well, that's fine. <laughs> you can just sound... Jason! No, nope. don't do that. You can just sound like a gruffier version of yourself, or like a more high-pitched version of yourself, something like that. All works. Like... Uh, I am like girly. Have you... Like, you heard when I did Heavy, right? Yeah. Where this is my regular voice, and then Heavy was this, where I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just go back, guys. It's a very more chill and calmer version of myself the only difference but like you could just do whatever the fuck you want there like i want character voices but if you cannot come up with a character voice i'm fine with it i'm just bringing it up as a thing now so i can actually tell the difference <laughs> and the fans that's fair difference but the thing um, you can fix it is you could say my character says blank you know and just say it I'm going to practice the voice, but for now, I'll go with mine. Okay. And so instead of you telling me, oh, my character's just going to yell or something, you can just like, jump mm -hmm. into character and I'll figure, like, I'll know. Jason, do you hear me? Please respond. He, Answer me. Don't leave me. He doesn't respond. And while you're holding him, his body starts to disperse into a red energy. And you start to pretty much you, you see like his body just dispersed into like a red orb that just starts to move up you see this red like jason's body turned to this red energy and then his morpher falls falls to the floor and the red energy goes into the morpher so i'm gonna pick up his morpher real quick okay and then you see trini's body do the same thing and just goes into a morpher but uh Kimberly and Zach's bodies when they go and turn into their color, which Trini turned into a yellow orb and then went to her morpher. Kimberly and Zach, Kimberly turns into a pink orb and just floats up, and then Zach turns into a black orb and just floats up, and they kind of look frantic, like they're looking for where to go. Like they don't know where they can go. I'm just gonna grab Trini's morpher real quick and then try to reach out to Zach's morpher. Uh, Zach's Morpher's not there. Same with Kim. Right. Both theirs are not there oh. at all. Alright, so I got the two Morphers. Um, I'm gonna try and check all the computers real quick. Okay. Just try whatever codes I can get in to get access to talk to Zordon while, or Alpha. While you're checking the computers, you hear 
I guess I have to do this character. I don't want to do it. You hear, uh, yes, God damn it. You hear a voice call out to you that just goes, Ranger. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> How f- is that you? So, um, do you want to try to look for him? Because you saw like a beat up. Yeah. But still. Mm-hmm. I got to do a uh, deep dive again, right? Deep dive. That'd be great. Please. <laughs> we. Uh, um, well, it's I'm one above be- too, I guess. I'm closest to pie. Mm-hmm. So, what happens here is I'm going to let you find Alpha, but at the same time, the thing you wish that wasn't true is when you find Alpha, Alpha's in such bad condition, you know he doesn't have much time. So, like, you know he's about to pretty much short circuit and die. So I'm going to grab Alpha and try to pick him up and bring him to one of the computers to see if I can even manage to charge him, connect him to it. Okay, so you're just going to look for a thing to just plug him into and everything? Yeah. yeah. I'll let you get that. You would know this like area fairly fucking well because you've been dealing with everything. So you would know what terminal to go to and to plug him into and get responses from him. So you will do... Are there any terminals that are like not static right now? Um, they all kind of messed up, but there's one that is like instead of being really destroyed, just kind of dimming, like it's about to go out, but it's not like done. So you can just go to that one. All right. Um. So I'm gonna plug that in and then plug in a uh, USB cord or a USB drive that I have. Okay. To try and hook them up to that. Okay. Um, well, I was going to say, Alpha probably just has, like, a thing that you can pull from him that can plug into the terminal. Like, you don't have to have your own shit. Oh, okay. So, from the back of his head? Yeah, like, one of those things. Either that or the terminal has something that plugs into Alpha. One of the two. Whichever one. Um, and when you do that, Alpha just goes, Ranger, Tommy, he, 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 he defeated everybody and took Zordon. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I can't help but not do that at <laughs> That's strictly correct. I know. <laughs> yes. Was, was that in character? Alpha, where did Tommy go? <laughs> yes, in character. <laughs> no, no. All the Rangers are dead and Zordon's gone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, what did you say? Alpha, where did Tommy go? I don't know. He teleported out and took took Kimberly and Sex Morpho. He's getting Asian. Ay ay ay. Yeah, yeah. It's like idea. really getting fucking Asian for some reason. Like the high pitch is just changing to Asian. Oh man! So when and he did Alpha take that, by the way, you. See Mm-hmm. Zach and Kimberly's orbs just dart out of the base you're in. And while all that's happening, you just like the world starts to just shake like violently. Um, 
And you're kind of used to it because you've been dealing with monsters that would cause, cause like tremors and earthquakes and all this shit and, you know, all types of different things. Cause you know, you're a fucking power ranger. Back to what I said, you get the, you see the orbs go back to the back of the base and you just hear a <laughs> type laugh. Who's there? Leo, I didn't think I would see you so soon. Um, do you want to check to the back of the base? Yeah. Okay. Oh, like, no. So where you're at is like you're near Zordon's tube and you were kind of turned backwards, let's say that. And now you just have to basically turn around. Um, so you can just turn around and see who it is. All right. So turn around dramatically with the whoosh. Around, yeah, of course, because it's Power Rangers. So when you turn around, you probably have this like oh type fucking thing going on because it's a kid's show. And uh <gasps> see yeah, thank you. <laughs> you see who you know to be Tommy, but it's the Green Ranger. And he's holding Kimberly and Zach's morpher. Tommy, what are you doing? I wanted power. So I decided to take some more power. Well, what do you need it for? We were a team. Uh, as this is like conversations going, the base actually starts to have like cracks for a minute where like the ground itself is cracking and like breaking away. But like I said, it's weird where instead of it just cracking and falling to the ground, it's kind of lifting up into the air. And you see this black energy start to form around Tommy uh, more and more as like this is going on. And Tommy says, <laughs> I found a way to be more powerful than I will ever be teaming up with the likes of some weaklings like you. That didn't come out. <gasps> <laughs> Did you just do a fucking huh? That's it. And that was it? <laughs> the shock. Like, okay. So when you do that, um, you start to see these creatures pop up that are a little like dark beings with yellow eyes and they like kind of twitch in weird ways and shit. Um, and they appear around Tommy and he seems to have like a control over them because they're not like messing with him. And he looks at one and kind of nods towards you and they start to make their way towards you. Um, but before they could get to you, the ground around you cracks more and pretty much separates from where Tommy is. And you like the ground you're on is just lifted up and you it just gets surrounded in darkness and all you mm -hmm. hear Tommy say is huh one of them got away that's fine i'll find him eventually and with that you black out like you just get covered in this darkness and you just can't really see and you just pass out oh so my normal vision okay yeah, you're so you're fucked. 
Uh, <laughs> so your part's done. Man, I was going to be like, what are these putty? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you can say that later. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, we, we're in a time thing right now, so I'm kind of trying to get through shit, because that took me 30 minutes just to do your one part. I have to go through two other people's. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm dramatic. No, no, I enjoyed it. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I'm on a time crunch. So, with Shang's whole thing, uh, you are a... I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. You're in a world that's just covered in darkness. It's just, it's always been dark. There's never been sun. It's always been like pretty much like a nighttime type of thing. Uh, and recently you had been working with these other like black mages and doing things with them and stuff, but you had hit your head at some point and you wandered off after hitting your head and you just started to think more like you started to have a I'm trying to figure out how to say it like a like your own type of personality like you started your consciousness yeah like you, you developed your own consciousness outside of being kind of a part of like a hive mind type of thing mm. and you ended up just walking away from whatever life you did live and whatever you did think was a life you know um and the world you're in you have these like dark creatures that are like around you at times it's almost like you're one of them you know but hmm. you don't you don't look like them like completely at least you you have like this pointy hat you have this I'm trying to say this type of like garb you wear that makes blue robe. You, yeah like a blue robe that makes you kind of look like more like a magician type of thing but then you do have the dark face like the black like pitch black face and like the yellow eyes that almost seem to be hiding under the hat and the robes you know mm -hmm. uh but yeah you just ended up walking through and uh, walking through this world the realm of darkness i'll say because that's what it is mm -hmm. and now you kind of just walking through this area don't know what you want to do. I know what's gonna how this is gonna end though, but I don't know. Like, what do you want to do with this? Also, Can if you I... want to explain like character name and what you specifically look like, I may have done a little bit above it already, but still. Uh, all right. Uh, character name, uh, as I know I, what I am, is a what's called a black mage. So my name is Black Mage. That's it. Yeah, I'm gonna call you BM at times. As you wish. <laughs> as as uh, a like god thing that I can do. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Such BM. Indeed. <laughs> so, um, description-wise, uh, instead of going with the Final Fantasy IX version of the character, uh, mm. I want to go with the Final Fantasy IV version of the, the Shibuya art, which is just, like, he's about two feet tall at best, right? Okay. With plain wizard hat and robes and three three-fingered hands? Yeah, three-fingered okay. hands, that's it. He's also just very short compared to like the normal black mages. He's a okay, little deformed perfect. in that case. Perfect. That's kind of what I was hoping for, to be honest. Perfect. Um, so, uh, as you're making this trek, one of the black mages that you knew, which his name is also Black Mage, but all of the black mages you did know when you were working with them, they went by numbers. Like hmm. sometimes it was like 
a letter of the alphabet, then a number. Other times it was just like a number by itself. Like it almost seemed like it, it seemed weird that like someone just popped them out of nowhere and just said, this is what you are now instead of giving them a legit name, you know? Mm-hmm. And this specific one, you know, to be N50. N50. And he's taller than you. He's he's taller. He's bulkier. You're like he wears a different like he wears robes, but like the robes look like like he looks jacked under these robes pretty much. Ah, um, swole, I see. Hmm. Yeah, and like his hat is he has this big fucking hat, shit like that. And he kind of just like instead of walking, he floats around. It seems like instead, hmm. uh, and he just comes up to you and he's just. Uh, you're just gonna go by Black Mage. You're not gonna have a number or anything, right? Not that I know. Of. Okay, because he's gonna call you a number then. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to go with this number because I feel like it's just it just has to be this. Sure. What, okay, give me a minute. I gotta think of the first part. Uh oh, perfect. Yep, I have to go with that. Oh, D sixty nine. What are you doing out here? Oh, uh, hey, what's up, N fifty? Uh, just taking a walk. Um, a walk. Yeah, you know we do that sometimes, right? Uh, we no, sometimes. no, no. We never walk. We should start. All we do is work for the master. I mean, a walking's a part of work, right? No, I really don't understand you right now. All we're Neither supposed do to I, do is but, be you know, subservient to the master. I am. Uh, this directive came in. I'm not sure what it is, but it told me to walk. I'm not sure what it means, though. I'm not questioning it. We're supposed to be collecting the hearts of those that lost their hearts here for the Master. Why are you just walking away from your work? There's more hearts in that direction, I think. Perhaps I'll go harvest some hearts now. Yes, but we're supposed to be working together. This is an order. I feel like the Master wants this from us. Or me, at least. I so he's kind of just in this like he, he seems like he doesn't know what the fuck to say to you and you can't like see his face because his face is just like a fucking black gas but like yep. his eyes are looking at you in this weird way and he's just kind of like you can tell he's like what the fuck is up with this guy you know and they they've dealt with people who have walked out on them before but it it's never been in this way and usually when they walk out on like the group they the black mages usually die like immediately because of the amount of dark creatures that are out there which are called heartless you would know Mm -hmm. this because you specifically kill them to get their hearts Mm -hmm. um so because of that you are in a situation of it's weird you know but while this conversation is seeming to develop in a certain way where it seems like you may just get your way to get away Mm -hmm. Uh, some heartless jump out and attack you and N50. Um, and when this happens, uh, you always knew N50 to be kind of this, like he was one of the black mages that he always seemed like he kind of gained like this weird personality of like kind of being like the big brother figure for all the mm-hmm. rest of them. Yeah. And specifically with you, he was kind of like that because you were like the defective one it felt like at times because you were so small compared to some of the others. And because of that, he jumps in the way of a Heartless that came out of nowhere. And the Heartless 
cuts through him and like uh basically rips through his robe and when you see what the type of heartless it is it's like a dog type of heartless with these mm-hmm. yellow eyes and it has these like claws and you've you've seen these before so it's not anything new, but you just know that they are very vicious and very aggressive when it comes mm. to dealing with them. Okay. Um, so mm. what uh, N50 does, like I said, he jumps in the way and he just, oh, I hate these things. They, oh, and he kind of like keels over because of the amount of just damage he took by protecting mm. you because of the conversation and everything. All right. Uh- I think Black Mage blinks a bit, mm-hmm. takes a second to realize what happens, goes over, and asks, Hey, N50, you, you okay? Yeah, I, I wasn't completely ready for that, so not necessarily. Hmm. Should we uh, deal with this? Definitely. All I right. think you should do that, because that's kind of what the GM is setting this up for right now. <laughs> Alright, fine. Uh, <laughs> So I guess I'll cast magic on it. Yep, go for it. All right, let's see. It's just two d six plus mastery. All right, two d six plus mastery. So mastery zero. So, do did you take the move where you get plus one? I did not. I don't think. Okay. Okay. I thought you did. Two d six. That's a four. Four. Fuck. So what were you doing? I was trying to aim my staff at him and kind of. Trying to cast fire. Okay. So when you do this, the your staff lights up and your like body lights up with like this aura. And you point your staff at the heartless, but nothing comes out. And um, like you get like a puff of smoke. And when that comes out, N50 is just like, um, I know you're the defective one, but I know for a fact you could do better than that. Hey, I'm trying my hardest. Come on. Get it? <laughs> and then uh, I see how it goes. Well, I was going to say the Heartless then leaps at you again, but N50 jumps in the way again and just gets clawed again. And he's like, okay, look, I really need you to hit him with something. All right, all right. I can't do anything now. Let me try one more time. Yeah. Cast magic. Please, Rolling 2d2. <laughs> To 2d6. There okay. we go. All right, cool. Okay. So you get I to cast choose... fire again. So you get to choose one from the list. Okay. Uh, cause one harm? Yep, that's fine. Um, okay. So do you want to explain how this looks? Uh, he tries again. It looks like it's about to fizzle out until the end of the staff glows red, shoots the heartless right at, uh, on his head. Okay. So just to add a little bit more flavor, the mm. Heartless at the time of you casting this, because it saw you do it earlier, mm. uh, and the reason why it didn't attack immediately when you were casting earlier is because it's seen this happen before. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's been hit before and stuff, but now it's, like, seeing you fail at it. So it's like, oh, this guy's fucking shit. I'm just going to fuck him up. And it went to jump at you. When it jumped at you, you shot the fire out, hit it in its head, and it immediately just disperses. Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, N50 has like a claw mark across his chest, a claw mark like on his upper shoulder now too, and he's just like, "Okay, you you know that we can't completely defeat them without the help of someone with 
a Keyblade. So you know that that's only going to keep it away for oh so long. Yeah, so uh, let's um let's get you out of here, and uh, maybe I'll cast heal on you or cure on you over there next to those yeah. other uh, black mages, huh? Yeah. So when you start to say that, more of those heartless appear again, and uh, at this point, it almost seems like that one heartless was kind of part of a pack, hmm. and the rest of the pack finally showed up. And N50 notices this, and he's just like, oh, this isn't going to be good. <sighs> so, uh, N50, is this what danger feels like? Yes. Huh. Also, I don't like it very much. This isn't something you can handle, so... Okay, uh, should we call all our friends? You've wandered too far away from them. We can't get them in time. Ah, so well. instead, what I'm going to do is, and he touches you mm. with his hand. And when he touches you, you feel your body, like you feel regular, like you feel nothing changed. But when you like look down at your hand, you can't really see your hand. Like it's like, it's just not there. It's like see-through, you know? Mm. Huh. And N50 goes, I made you invisible. So you can get out of here. Just run. I'll distract them. Just make sure you're able to get out of here. You only have around like maybe 10 seconds. Um, and he points a way for you to run, which is kind of pretty much the way you were going, uh, which is basically to keep going down that way and he'll deal with them. Mm. And what happens is one of the Heartless jump out and go to attack him. He dodges it. But, and he grabs you, and instead of letting you even like start to move yourself, he tosses you ahead. So like you just pretty much go fucking tumbling because the difference in height is like you're two feet, and he's probably around like seven. So you were you were like a legit football to him. So he just chucked you, and then you see this Weed. bubble appear around him. Yeah, <laughs> you see this like bubble of just blue energy appear around him, mm -hmm. and the heartless seem to be closed in in that bubble with him for and he you hear him yell just run just run i i can only hold this bubble up for so long i'll deal with them somehow just keep going so unsure what to do black mage does run but he feels something inside him he's never felt this before either it's loss it's pain yeah he just keeps on running as he feels pain grow yeah, I'm really happy you picked up on that because I was going to tell you, like, I was going to have N50 say, and this is how Loss feels, and then, like, toss you. But I was like, I'll let Shane pick up on it. So, as you're running, you see a body of what looks to be, like, after you get a little bit away, you see the body of what looks to be, like, a 17-year-old laying on the floor. I poke it. And that's where we're going to end your part. All right. All right. Okay. Bye, friends. Okay. All right, Bye, Shane. I'll miss you. Bye. He left your ass. I know. I'm sad. <laughs> um, but okay. So, Gabby, you yes. start. You're on an island, and it's just this <laughs> desert island. Or not desert island, but yeah, you are in a like on that desert island. It's it's a storming night. The rain's everywhere. The water's just flowing. And 
you just were compelled to come here for some reason. You don't really know why and you don't really get why. But for some reason, you just felt like you needed to be here. And you see a friend of yours that is a white-haired kid that looks to be around 15 to 16 years old. And he's near a cave that you have been in before. And it's just weird to see him there, especially on a night like this. I'm not going to reveal myself yet to him, but I'm going to go running after him. Okay. So you're just going to... Are you going to run up to the cave that he went into and kind of like look around it? Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, do you want to give me a deep dive to ask me questions about it? Mm, what's in this cave? Well, you got to roll first. Okay. So 2d6 plus your heart. Remember the exclamation mark? Yep, she did. I got um, an 11. Oh, oh. Um, plus one, so I get 12. Yeah, yeah, you get to ask me three questions from that list. So from, from the list, it's uh, what here could I use to blank? What here is not as it seems? What is the best way out of the situation? What is the biggest threat here? What was done here recently? And you gain plus one forward to acting on the answers. So it like... At any point in time, if something happens and you like pretty much do something related to that answer, you get plus one forward. Okay. So, can I? And you can just you can wanna... ask me whatever, but you just get three questions. Those are like the vague ones you can ask me. What is around the surrounding area of the What do I see in the What is around the surrounding area of the cave? What do you see in the cave? Yeah. So what you see around the cave is just... You've been in this cave a few times before, so like you kind of know what's in there. It just it feels eerie now. So it's a situation of like you just see it's like a rocky formation inside of the cave, and then around the cave it's like just you see like some little trees and like bushes and stuff like that. It's nothing of the like like nothing out of the ordinary, pretty much. Mm. Did my friend seem distraught? He seemed like he like he you noticed when he was running towards the cave that something was up. Something was bothering him. Something was like pulling him to go into that cave. So what do you want to do now? I'll follow him in that cave. Also, I completely forgot to do a thing with you. You can explain how your character looks and like name and everything if you want to do that. All right. Before I do that, can you please pronounce her name so I don't mess up again? Kyrie. (laughs) Kyrie. Well, my character's Kyrie. She has a, I'm going to go with a medium ha- length hair. She's brown. About 5'2, five, 5'4. Five, mm-hmm. I'm going to go about that. Uh, she's a short build, teenager wise. But mm-hmm. so that's my character. Okay. What color hair? She has brown hair. Yep, because it's Kyrie. Yeah. The blue eyes. I was going to. I wasn't going to change that, so. Yeah, yeah. It's just we may have people who have never really played Kingdom Hearts. Played her. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's nice to have all that. But, you know, most people who are probably listening to this have. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So what did you want to do with going in the cave? Did you just want to go in? I wanted to go in to make sure, like, he was in danger. Just, I'm not going to reveal myself to him yet. Okay. Um. 
yeah, so you could just follow him in and just kind of just be there. Uh, what you see is that he runs up to the back of the cave where like you have the this etching that you made with Sora at one point, uh, your friend Sora, sorry, uh, who also was in this cave all of a sudden. Um, and you know your friend, so you're the white-haired kid is Riku, and there's a brown-haired kid, Sora. Uh, and Riku seems kind of like distraught. Like he seems kind of weird about this door because you hear him say, "Sora, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be messing with things we don't know. We should maybe leave that alone." You've been acting weird lately with this door. It just doesn't make any sense. And then Sora, the uh, like as Riku was talking, Sora was facing the door the entire time. He wasn't even facing Riku. Sora turns his head to Riku and is just like, I gotta figure out a Sora voice that fits this Sora. Um, Riku, I nope, that's too deep, too deep. Gotta go high. Riku, I just, I don't think you're going to understand where I'm going to be coming from with this. This world, it's, it's connected now. It, it's going to be different this time, though. All of it will. I'll make sure of that. And while Sora was talking, he it seems like he noticed you, but he doesn't say anything, which is weird for Sora because you're used to Sora like immediately like losing his shit when he sees you, you know, like he's immediately like Kyrie and just like jumps around and everything, but it's, it's just not there all of a sudden. Um, so what did you want to do hearing all of this? Um, I'm going to step forward and say, Sora, what's wrong with you? You're not yourself. This isn't you at all. And what did you mean by... The world is at one with this other world. Kyrie, huh? Didn't expect to see you. Hmm. I, I wonder, I wonder if you would be able to understand. Hmm. Pro probably not. You and Riku have always been good friends for me, but this is something completely different. This is something that I must do. I know I must do it. And while he's talking, it the door behind him seems to start to shake and like rattle, like something is just like trying to get through it. Even though you don't see like a door handle or anything on it, like that to like open it, at least on your side, but the door just starts rattling and almost like someone's just frantically trying to get through it. And at this point, Riku is just, just confused and he's like looking between you and Sora for like one of you to say something because he just feels like he doesn't know what to say, you know? Riku, get away from him. He, he is not acting himself at all. Oh, if you only knew, Kyrie, if you only knew. And so he starts to, like, Sora just starts to walk towards you. But you see him take two steps, 
and suddenly he disappears for a second and reappears in front of you. And so now he's between you and Riku. But when he does that also, the door opens up behind him and there's just this wave of just darkness that just starts to come in. Like you just see this just darkness and these like creatures with yellow eyes, like little black creatures with yellow eyes that like kind of twitchy type thing or type of thing start to move into the world. It seems like, like they start crawling around the cave. They start just moving in, in this like sporadic way. And the door is like, the door starts to like push out so much darkness that it forces you back and you see Riku move backwards with you. But when, because he was between you and Sora, when he collides with Sora, he just disappears. And you don't see Riku anymore. And you're just forced out of the cave suddenly. And once you're forced out of the cave, that darkness that was pushing through it continues to keep pushing through. Um, and those creatures you saw come out of the door are now all over the island that you're on. Um, so what do you want to do with this? What is going on here? This is not like Sora. Where the hell? And what the heck is going on? What are these black things? So one of them creeps up to you. It, it looks weird. Like it like looks at you quizzically. Like it tilts its head to the side and kind of is like twitchy. But then it jumps out at you. And it has like this like clawed hand like reached out towards you. Uh, what do you want to do? I want to block like reflex wise. Okay. okay. So you want to defend from. Home. Yeah. Uh, so roll 2d6 plus your light. Oh, I guess she's going to be the best one rolling in this fucking group. Um, I uh, get 11. <laughs> you should have expected that I roll shit. Yeah, but, like, you and Shang both rolled shit. Sadly. I get an 11. It's like, fuck. I, I was, yeah, I know. You're not taking damage, and you're avoiding the fucking danger. That's how this works. Uh, <laughs> so, pretty much, what happens is that Heartless jumps out at you, and you dodge. Like, you just jump out of the way, because you don't want that shit to fucking touch you. You know what the fuck that is. And it just, it didn't look right. And when you dodge it, you see that it's claw, like, hits the side like right beside the cave like the wall beside the cave and it scratches like a chunk out of that wall so you pretty much figure out oh don't get hit by them like just don't fuck with them and then what you get is a another heartless jumps out at you but you dodge that one because you got a fucking 11 so you deserve to dodge more than that uh, <laughs> and it, it everything starts to like like you just see start seeing more of these but then you see like this wooden sword on the floor that you know that Sora and Riku would fight with you know like they would play fight pretty much with um and it seemed kind of like they were training for something or something like that but yeah you see that on the floor all right i'm going to pick it up and i'm going to try and defend mm. myself to get out of the Okay, so did you want to try to, like, or sorry, I'll set some more up. So what you see is the world around you is starting to, like, crumble away. Like, chunks of the island mm -hmm. and just, like, everything. Even, like, like, the sky looks like it's falling apart. It just is 
crumbling up and then you just see like darkness taking it and then just consuming it and the heartless that are around you are also just pretty much seeming like they're destroying that island you're on like they're just attacking different portions of the island it seems like and just messing things up and then you see like uh a part of the land like the part of the island that you're on right now is just getting consumed by darkness and it's leading up to like the part of this island that doesn't have that but it's heartless between you and them so what do you want to do i gotta get off this island i gotta find riku and i gotta figure out what's going on with soro (laughs) 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 of course i'd call zero zoro sora (laughs) i have to figure out what's wrong we're not doing one piece we're doing fucking kingdom hearts get it right yeah i know right um but i gotta figure out what's wrong with him and what the heck is going on but first let's we gotta get off this island okay so yeah what do you want to do with trying to get off do you want to just beat through these heartless and get to the island Uh, that little chunk of island that's not affected i think so i'm gonna be a badass (sighs) okay so roll 2d6. We'll just you can either do strike with intent or strike to subdue just to like kind of beat through these guys. Uh let's see. Well, I don't get shit. I got a three, I think. Oh. Okay. Uh you didn't yeah, I you- didn't know if you wanted me to put like anything towards it. Um, you would be, depends on what you do. If you're doing strike with intent, mm-hmm. uh, it would be rolling with your dark. If you're doing strike to subdue, it'd be rolling with your mastery. Well, I'd get, I would go with mastery and I'd still get three. Okay. So what's going to happen here is you're going to, let me make sure on this. Da, 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 da. So what happens is one of the heartless that are between you and that island, it strikes <laughs> you and you take a harm. So you just basically get hurt real quick and then uh the heartless between you or no more heartless uh form behind you so basically like behind you where like the world starting or your island starting to get taken over by darkness now you have heartless behind you and in front of you between that island and that so basically you're getting surrounded I don't know how I'm going to live through this, but we're going to try. Mm-hmm. You just go with Strike the Subdue again and just try to push through. All right. 2d6? Mm-hmm. Bitch slap him. Okay, we'll bitch slap him. <clears throat> I get six. Okay. <clears throat> you got a six. Yep. So another this is going to come up and hit you again. And the darkness behind you is going to just, with the Heartless, is going to start to get, like, or it's gonna get up to you and start to like wrap itself around you a bit along with, or no, the heartless aren't going to do anything. The heartless are kind of just going to be there. And what I want you to do now, Mm -hmm. I want you to roll a fuck. I want you to roll push through stress. And because we don't have links yet, I'll let you do it with your stat. Okay. uh, With your stat. And I want you to do a push through stress rolling with light. All right. 
And what you're trying to do here is you're trying to pretty much bum rush your way through all this shit going on around you and get to the island that is pretty much open. Like it doesn't have any darkness on it yet. All right. Let's see if I do it. Mm. I get a nine. Okay. So what happens is uh, I'm just going to pick what's going to happen here for you just so we can get through this. You gain an advantageous, ah, advantageous position in this. And so while the darkness tries to like wrap around you, what ends up happening is you, you have this like sudden burst of light that comes from your body that you never knew that you could even do. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you notice that the dark creatures around you and the darkness that had started to like get on you immediately just backed off of you. Like the darkness kind of just moved away and it almost seemed like it wanted to just have nothing to do with you. And the heartless immediately just back away from you. And any of that were like too close to you are just destroyed. Like they just go into like, they pretty much just disintegrate into darkness. And with this knowledge of like, Oh, you can like, this is something new. You notice that, like I said, the heartless don't want to mess with you. And they actually like move away from you with this light shining from you. So what do you want to do with this? All right. Um, well, I want to walk slowly at first towards the other end of the island that hasn't been destroyed. And when I see that it's not, the light isn't going to go away and be like, huh, all right, I can work with this and then start running as fast as I could towards the other end. Okay. So what ends up happening here is the heartless immediately back up from you, like to the point where they would rather jump into the water than get too close to you or like even jump into the darkness that's destroying the world than get too close to you. So like they just back away from you and let you get to that island. And uh, once you get to the island, though, the light that was shining on your chest, it it feels weird all of a sudden, like feels like something was there. And here, I'll, I'll, I'll let you figure out if I'm going to give this to you and I'll let it be through a we'll do another push through stress mm-hmm. and you can roll your lights that. OK. And what you're attempting to do is to harness this light that all of a sudden shined over your body. All right. Mm. I'm all good. I'm okay. going to get so an eight. So what ends up happening here is that that light suddenly becomes like starts to condense down into this like orb in your hand. And then you see it land in which hand is going to be your dominant hand. My right. Okay. So it lands into your right hand and then you see it form into this shape, like almost like a sword, but it looks like a key. Do you want to explain how this looks? Oh, yeah. Yay. So, <laughs> um, I'm happy you like it. I <laughs> so, my keyblade, I want it to be like um, four points coming out from the top of the blade with a star on the mm-hmm. base of it where the handle is. And have it like mm-hmm. a strip with white and gold through it, so it looks like the light coming out. Okay, 
Bam. That just sounds kind of sick. Thanks. So now you have this keyblade, and it just you don't really know what the fuck it is. Like, even if you like sit and think about what the actual fuck it is, it just nothing comes to mind. It's just like it's one thing that comes to mind on it is that you know that it is something of the light. It is something that is going to help you defeat the darkness around you. When that happens, because the light around you stopped, a Heartless jumps up and tries to attack you. Here's your chance to roll another strike with a dude to try to hit it or defend yourself from harm, whichever one you want to do. All right. Uh, are we doing mastery? Uh, if you want to do strike to subdue, it'll be mastery. If you want to do defend from harm, it'll be light. But defend from, like you're not going to damage it if you do defend from harm. That's the thing. All right, I'll do defend from harm. Okay. I'll go with a nine, please. How I'm going to have this happen is you're gonna uh, you're gonna block with it, but you're not used to using a keyblade. You're not used to using a weapon, really. Like you. Sora and Riku were the two that fought all the time. It wasn't really you necessarily. You kind of just watched and just giggled or whatever at them, you know? Um, it wasn't like you didn't want to. It just you never got the urge to really jump in and do it with them. But from like you watching, you kind of got the gist of how to block and how to attack with it and stuff, but you never really have gotten hands on. So you end up managing to block the Heartless but it pushes you back a little bit when you block and it gives you that feeling of, oh, damn, this is something new. This is, I've never really been in this situation. What ends up happening is when you're pushed back, you hear this loud type noise mm -hmm. behind you. I don't know what you want to do with that. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, how am I, um, how is my position when I'm blocking? question how would you be blocking would you just be holding it up like holding the one the handle just to block like that um, i think i would much rather do the handle than the blade like does that make sense so like you would be holding the like I'm trying to figure out how to do it like you would have your right hand holding the handle and then your left hand holding the blade, up. blade to kind of push, push okay back. yeah Okay, that's what I thought. So, yeah, pretty much you'd be doing that, but you got pushed back, and then you would hear that grunt behind you. Um, I wouldn't speak. I would just slowly turn around to see what was behind me. So when you turn around, you see that there's this large version of like what seems to be one of the dark creatures, but it's like massive. It has, it's just this big bulking thing that it kind of looks like if one of the heartless or one of the smaller guys like one of the smaller heartless suddenly just took a shit ton of steroids but then all of a sudden had this big chunk missing out of its stomach that's in the shape of a heart oh can i get a break here <laughs> and it just goes again and puts its hand out towards you to grab you before you can do anything and react, you suddenly, like the island you're on, you didn't notice this beforehand when you first looked at the island, but the darkness that was taking over the other part of the island had come up from the bottom of that little island you were on now and consumed it. 
pretty much. And now that's just all around you. And so while the large heartless, which is called the dark side, reaches out to grab you, you get consumed by darkness and you just pass out. What happens is after a little bit of time, you wake up. And when you wake up, you realize you're around maybe 10 to 15 feet away from a 17 year old boy laying on the floor unconscious and some two foot like mage looking creature that kind of resembles a heartless or one of the creatures you had fought earlier. And he's wearing a little wizard hat and has these blue robes on. And the boy kind of looks like, like a high schooler, like somewhere around like a little bit older than you maybe, but just like a typical high schooler. And he has these like two metal, like circular like objects around him, like near his body. And when that happens, you hear, Oh, there's kids here? I, I never thought there'd be kids here. This is weird. Hmm. I wonder what happened. And that's where we're going to end this. Okay. <laughs> well, we get Mickey. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, uh, I hope you guys had fun with this. Of course. Because I really enjoyed it. And this has been Resident Beats. I am your GM, Dre, saying thanks for listening. And thank you for everyone who contributed to helping us make this a thing, like Riley and the Got It Memorized crew. Um, I'm probably going to have someone make a like, theme song for us that I'll end up thanking and another, like something I'm going to add in at the end of this, most likely. Uh, I I don't know what what else I'll end up putting here, but I'll end up putting stuff here. I'll end up saying thank you to a shit ton of people, probably. But I'm just happy to be doing this shit because this shit's fun for me. But uh, I've been Dre. Uh, I don't know if Zach and Gabby want to say bye, so they should say bye. <laughs> bye, guys. Have fun. Thank you for tuning in. God, you sound so and- weird. <laughs> We have to do it this way. Get used to it. I'm cutting all of this. Uh, (laughs) (coughs) But that's all. Hope you guys have a great one and hope everything goes great for you. Thank you and take care. And I said I was going to be back. So, uh, yeah, I'm just here to thank Jay or Antic Outlaw because that's really all I got uh, right now. But he made the intro theme and the outro theme for us. So thank you, Jay. Um, he's Antic Outlaw, pretty much wherever the hell you want to look. So, yeah, just check him out. Thanks, guys.